We're going to be looking at various aspects of God's word. Hallelujah. It pertains to our faith. Amen. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the thing that is, we, we want to live a blessed life. We want to stay in the blessing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. If your faith will walk, you cannot keep company with people who do not uh, believe in God's word or respect or honor the Lord. You cannot keep walking with them and expect that you will keep believing um, because they would always say things that are contrary to the word of God. They will do things that are contrary to the word of God and sometimes you're enticed to do it with them. Hallelujah. And usually what they will tell you will come purely from the senses. It's not going to come from God's word. So he says not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly have a way of reasoning. So we don't keep walking in the council. People giving us suggestions, telling us what to do, but in their hearts they are ungodly. Now, the other thing is that you should not stand in the way of sinners. Don't uh, have a posture like a sinner. You want to identify with the world. And that becomes the thing that you're doing, you're, you know, you, what you call cool. And behavior of the cool was what you picked from the world. Don't be like that. Don't walk in the path. The, the amplifier said, and, and stand in the path of sinners. Hallelujah. Take a posture of an unbeliever. You know, sometimes uh, for some people to be cool, you know, they can take sides with unbelievers use their lingo against the people of God. I heard a Christian say something that was strange. He said, you evangelicals. Or somebody begins to say stuff like, and you church folk. And the person is supposed to be a Christian. All right? That's why the person says, that's why I don't like church folk. All right? And um, stuff like that are not right. It means that you're in the way of sinners. You have become, you have taken sides with the unbeliever and began to scorn at the things of God. It says, now, now sit in the seat of the scornful. You're ridiculing the things of God. You're ridiculing the word of God. You're ridiculing the way we do things or what we say. You're making light of it. Hallelujah. You're making light of God's word and the things of God. When you're doing that, you're not going to prosper. You're not going to be blessed. You're not going to be, what does it mean to be blessed? To be blessed means to be, um, the, the amplifier says to be fortunate, to, pro, to be prosperous, to be favored by God. I, I'll add there, originally it's to be empowered to succeed. 
That empowerment that makes you to succeed will not be there coming from the Lord. Now, there is a level of prosperity and a level of favor and a level of blessing that the world has. You can intellectually advance yourself to the point where you're going to make some money in this world. But money is not all there is about prosperity. Praise the Lord Jesus. Your health is there. Your mental state is also there. Because you can have a lot of money and be depressed. And that is not what God wants for his children. Amen? So, uh, blessed is the man. Fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers, ridiculous, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The Amplifier says, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. Now, what does the Bible say will happen to this person? He shall be what? Like a tree, plant, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth his fruit in his season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, the force of that prosperity is coming from the inside. It's coming from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is within you and I. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven does not come by observation. He said, for the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. And so we can live by the principles of the kingdom or we can live by the principles of this world. The principles of this world have an end. They have, uh, the, the, the path of the wicked has an end. The path of the righteous, the just, is as a shining light, the Bible says, that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Praise the Lord Jesus. But if we do choose to walk in the principles of the world, we will receive their reward. Hallelujah. Everything that is done in the world with Lent is a seed. Your lifestyle is a seed. If you keep eating a certain way, at a particular time, when you're younger, it can, you can get away with it. As you start getting older, you get to a point, and then it begins, the body begins to say, no, no, hallelujah. So, so if you've been hit, eating healthy from a particular time, when it gets to a particular point, when others are running out, you're not going to be running out. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, if you make changes, the beauty about the kingdom of God is that as soon as you make a change, God makes a change. Hallelujah. As soon as you make a change and change direction, God changes with you. When we repent, he forgives us and he continues with us. The only thing is that it's important that we start sowing the seeds of righteousness early. Hallelujah. 
it is important that we sow the seeds of righteousness early. Early enough so that we can reap it and speak or meditate upon the word of God early enough so that we can set the forces, spiritual, the right spiritual forces in motion. The word of faith and the word of God is a spiritual force. It's not a physical, though it has an impact on the physical, it's a spiritual force. Though we speak the word here, in the realm of the spirit, it is highly efficacious. It is where it's work, working with power. Hallelujah. The word of God has power. It has power to do what it talks about. Amen. The word of God has in it, in, it, in it the forces of the kingdom of God. It has God's DNA in it. It has God's spirit encapsulated in the word. So when God sends his word, technically he's sending his spirit. Angels hearken unto the voice of his word. They carry out the command of God's word. Hallelujah. They know when God is present. When the word of God is present, God is present. So we eliminate walking in the counsel of the ungodly. We eliminate taking a posture as though we're unbelievers. We eliminate being ridiculing the things of God. We, when people speak evil or lightly of the things of God, we don't keep company with them. Amen? Then we turn to the word of God and begin to meditate upon the word. Now, faith is dependent on, the, on our knowledge of the word of God. What we know about God's word affects our faith. The reason why the scriptures tell us stuff like, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life, is that if you allow some thoughts, counsels of the ungodly, things that are coming to fill your heart, they will stop the word from working because you will not be, not because the word doesn't work, but it's because you cannot believe it with a lot of things, you know, filtering into it. Hallelujah. They choke the word and make it ineffective. And so for the word to work, it has just like when you plant seed. We talked about the fact that the word of God is seed. You have to plant the seed for the seed to grow. Now, if the seed is planted among thorns, or maybe weed is all over the place, you notice that when it comes up, the weed comes up, and sometimes the weed will choke that particular plant, and it does not produce as it ought to. So what do the farmers do? They clear out the weed. So when I'm trying to believe God for healing, there are things I should get out of my thinking, things that support or say that the word that I'm receiving from God is not going to work. That I, I, I need to just listen to the doctors. It's all they say. That is what would ride concerning my situation. Um, that is natural. What, is trying to, what I'm trying to do is to kick into the supernatural because my God is a God of miracles. Amen? Our God works, mighty, works wonders. He's a miracle-walking God. Our God is a miracle-walking God. So I'm trying to get into the realm or position myself in such a way that God will walk. In Amos chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says 
that can two work together except they be agreed? So for me to agree with God in spirit and in truth, the Bible said that that shall worship God, shall worship him in spirit and in truth. In sincerity of my heart, in agreeing with him, that is how faith works. Faith is not pretension. Faith is not presumption. Actually, presumption is a sin in the word of God. David said, Lord, keep me from presumptuous sin. Presumption is a sin. What's presumption? Because I think it's probably true, then it is true. There are a lot of words we've heard the world say, and we sometimes think it is scripture. We say, um, 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 God works in mysterious ways. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Glory be to God. Seeing is believing. You almost think, quote, you almost add a scripture to, a scripture, <laughs> scripture to it and say it is in John chapter. They say, I don't, I don't quite remember where I got it. But it's done in the scriptures. Hallelujah. So these are counsels of the ungodly. These are the ways that the ungodly believe. And those things that they believe hinder faith. For as long as you're receiving those things, they hinder faith. And some people say God heals sometimes and sometimes he doesn't heal people. And because he sometimes does not heal people, you don't know whether in this particular case it is God's will that you be healed. Or sometimes God prospers people and sometimes he doesn't prosper people. So you don't know whether God wants you rich or wants you poor. Now, maybe what you're going through, the financial difficulty of not having things that God wants you to have, is God trying to teach you something. No, this is what happened. The enemy attacked you and brought you to a place and God is trying to get you out. God is the one helping. God is trying to help. Glory be to God. Just whisper to your neighbor, God is here to help. Hallelujah. He's not the problem. He's the solution to the problem. Glory be to God. That's why the Bible tells us in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. In John chapter 15 and in verse 16, Jesus said, if a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and is weeded. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. What does it mean to abide in Christ? Hallelujah. It's to abide in the teaching of Christ. It's to abide in the things that God is teaching you. Glory be to God, to abide in the fact that you're a believer. You continue to believe, hallelujah. You continue to retain your salvation. The Bible says to us in the, in the epistles of John, it says, little children abide in him so that when he shall appear, we will not be ashamed, hallelujah. It says that the spirit teaches us all things. And that we should abide in him. As the spirit teaches us, we should abide in him. Glory be to God. So abiding in the teaching uh, of the word of God 
that is coming to us through the Spirit of God is abiding in Christ. Amen? And God has set forth his servants with the gifts of the Spirit to teach us by the Holy Ghost. So when we are abiding in the teaching, we are abiding in Christ. It's not, you know, if, if you, how do you stop abiding? When you stop gathering with the saints, you stop, stop abiding. When you stop abiding in the instruction, you stop abiding. When you stop um, um, following Christ, the Lord, in your heart, you stop abiding. In, in 1 John chapter 2, I'm going to read from verse 26. It says, these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. People who want to draw you away from the faith. But the anointing which ye have received of him abided in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you all things and his truth and it's no lie even as he had taught you ye shall abide in him he says now little children now you see where he's t- talking about teaching receiving teaching or spiritual instruction meaning to abide praise the lord jesus if the unbeliever comes and makes you take you know make light of it oh there is a place where you're feeding from and they say look um I don't like that church. That church does not um, have um, uh, this, this, that in it. So, I, you know, um, it's not a good place to go and all of that. Before they made that statement, you were receiving, you were being taught, and you were growing in the things of God. Glory be to God. Now, but how do you confirm that what confirmed from the Lord, that what you're hearing is of God through the scriptures? That is why before you own clothes, own scriptures, own many clothes, own scriptures, buy a Bible for yourself and read it. It's not deco. It's not something you carry just to seem to identify as a believer. No. You carry it because you read it. When you have a spare time, you spend it in the word. You're reading. You want to know. You want to know. What is going on? You want, to, you want to grow in the knowledge of God. Now it says here that in verse 28, and now little children abide in him. Hallelujah. That when he shall appear. Now you're wondering, what is he talking about? He was talking about the anointed. Now you know that the Holy Ghost and Jesus are one. So when we're in fellowship with the Spirit of God, we're in fellowship with Jesus. So he's saying as the, the anointing is teaching you here, if you abide in the teaching coming from the Holy Ghost, you will abide in Christ. And when he will appear, it will be like, oh, we were just talking yesterday. So you're still in him. He said that we, he says, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now, when Jesus was talking, sometimes we tend to feel that it's only the words that are in red are the words that Jesus spoke. No, it's more than that. Jesus said something to the disciples. He said, I have many things to say unto you. He said, but you are not able to bear it now, to bear them now. But when the spirit of truth is come." He shall guide you into all truth. 
So what you see in the epistles are the things that the Holy Ghost began to teach the church after that he came. So all of it forms the body of truth. Hallelujah. Now, the word of God also is, is, is food for our human spirit. It's food for our human spirit. We guard it. We protect it and put it in us. Because our spirit man feeds on the word of God. The human spirit survives on the word of God. Now, when you're physically hungry, you eat food, right? And it makes your body strong and healthy, depending on what you're eating. Soda does taste nice, but you can't live your life on soda every day. You will be in trouble. But the word of God, you can't overdose on the word of God. You can't, you know, binge on the word and come out, you know, with a hangover. No, you can't. You know, the word of God is something that when you feed it, you get stronger. Every time you feed on it, you get stronger. You keep feeding on it and you keep getting stronger on the inside. And that's where it's needed. Praise the Lord. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, to make your strength strong, that you're a strong man, that if the winds of adversity come against you, you will stand. You'll be able to stand. You have to feed your human spirit, load it up with the word of God. <music> 